Ashley Rock reading Diane Palmer's book, Why Am I Rugged, Chapter 3. Blair was barely able to get out of bed the next day, his head hammered, and he was wobbly on his feet. Serves me right, I guess, he said when Nikki brought him hash browns and bacon in bed. Don't say that, she tried softly. You were entitled. I'm sorry, life is so hard for you right now, but it will get better. Really, it will. He looked up at her, at her quietly. You're an optimist, Nikki. I'm not. I see things from different perspectives. So will you when you're older. He had an offhandedly bitter tone. For heaven's sakes, I'm going on 22. She first that I just graduated from college. There's a big world out there just waiting for you, he said. New people, new places, new men. He added deliberately. Trap around, around. Nope. He's crowned. Pausing with hash browns. What do you mean, no? He asked. She better look. How do I know what men are going to be like when I'm alone with him? I know I haven't dated much, but that was one heck of a wake-up call, you know. You haven't been there. Her eyes were tormented, and she come here. She sat down beside him on the bed, to grand in his note. You have to know, very few men ever resort to force. You've been drinking pretty heavily. I know. I tried to get him to stop. He said I was backward. She said, I guess I am. I don't keep separate people in the modern world i live in the country i like wildflowers and little children i don't drink or smoke or do drugs she made a mess. it's just a pity i wasn't born 100 years ago i'd have been right at home <laughs> there are other people like you in the world he says you'll find them. you have to take chances nikki you have to get out there out in the world to cope with it you're hiding here honey you're running away from life it's cowardly it's not like you her face flamed she got up and moved away from him like a child burned by contact how could she tell him that she was in love with him, that she wasn't hiding from life? She was waiting, hoping, praying that one day his heart sank when he saw her face. Even to Nikki, I'm sorry. She swallowed hard. It was like an adult with a small child and it hurt to be thought of that way. She said, I have to help you to clear up in the kitchen. She was out the door before he could curse himself, bringing that look into her soft face. He felt guilty for the rest of the day, more so when she didn't come near him his room again. She kept herself for the rest of the day. She was polite to Blair at dinner, but he saw right through her. You're very quiet tonight, Nikki, her father said frowning. Everything all right? She told me, of course. I'm just not very hungry, that's all. She added a smile so that her father wouldn't get some hungry. I thought I might drive over to Yellowstone tomorrow and see the sights. Want to come, Nikki? He added without looking at her. She felt her heart trying to climb out of her throat. The invitation Go with him, her father said, you need to get out of the house for a while. It will do you good. Just be sure to take your inhaler with you. He had a Everything's just starting to bloom. You don't want another chest infection. Where are you watching, John? I'll take care of her. Let her say quiet. I know that. Her father finished. Got a minute? Yes, I want to talk to you about the new drilling site. I'm going to leave. Sure. Blair got up and followed him into the study. Nicky helped eat his airway dishes. You can hide it from your father, but not from him, young lady. Edie tried when they were putting dishes in the dishwasher. What's wrong? Who wants to Blair? Blair says, I'm hiding from life, from men. She was, but she couldn't tell either one. He's right, was the young person. You're letting that one bad day tie you up like a knot. Honey, not all men are going to try and force you. It was an unfortunate thing what happens. I couldn't have stopped him, Nick. You called the distance. If Blair hadn't been there, I oh, know. He stopped and hugged her. Spent her long hair off. Her long something. But he was. You can't go through life looking behind you. The future is rotten sweet, my darling. You have to look ahead. Nicky sighed, sighed and smiled against the other woman's shoulder. Dad and I are so lucky to have you. She said, I don't know how either of us would have coped, especially Dad. I love my mother so much.
He'd do it all. Yes, he was crazy about it. She smiled sadly. I love my husband that way. When he died, I thought my life was over. The Mr. Ashton offered me a job, and you were in grammar school. You see, I was never able to have a child of my own. It was such a privilege, a blessing to take care of you. Nikki drew back her eyes, soft and misty. You met those of the other one. You've been like a mother to me, she said. God knows how I'd have turned out if I had just been me and Dad. She added with a laugh, like me, I'm sure. I guess I'd have learned to play poker and drink whiskey and get in fights with the cowboys. He chuckled as she let Nikki go. We did a lot of that, got sick and drunk, and stayed that way a whole month after the funeral. Most of the cowboys learned to hide in the barn until he had enough to pass out. To give him credit, none of him resigned. <laughs> He's calmed down a bit, Nicky said. Not a lot, and he and your friend Blair are cut from the same cloth. She went, Hurts made to see poor Mr. Coleman like that. His wife was a piece of work. <laughs> he really loved her, Nicky said. I remember when they were just engaged, when he talked about her. His face almost glowed like his eyes. <laughs> She glowered as she finished rinsing a plate to go with the dishwasher and handed it to you. Imagine a woman who's not going to a stupid party was more important than taking care of her sick husband. She had her priorities. She said, with money and other men. What a shame. She wrote him for marriage. She'll never take the chance again. He waited a long time to get married, Nicky said. Tom. Yes, your father said he looked, took the loss of his mother particularly hard. He was vulnerable. That's probably how that she cat got her claws into him, playing up to him, pretending to be concerned, vamping him. That pink, Nikki asked him, tipping him. He just said, Most men are weak when a woman uses her body blankly to tip them. An experienced woman can make a plaything of a man if he's vulnerable. It's hard to think of Blair Coleman being susceptible like that. He's a man, honey, and he's they're all susceptible. I don't know much about that. You'll never land staying in this house all the time. He did continue. You have to get out into the world and make people meet men, honey. You've made for a home and children. Nikki made a face. She couldn't tell Edie about her hopeless passion for Blair. So she writes, I'm sick all the time. What sort of man wants a woman like that? Your mother was sickly too, Edie said. But your father loved her maddenly. Made no difference to him except that he spent a lot of time taking care of her. She smiled. You love people for what's inside them. You live with the problems they have. That's what a good marriage is all about. I'm not sure I'll ever get married, Nikki said. I don't mix well with other people, especially men. <laughs> You get, you get along fine with Mr. Coleman, Edie Porter. Yes, but I'm not. What was the word you used? Vampy. I'm not trying to vamp him. Yes. Just as well, he chuckled. He put you down pretty quick if you tried. He thinks you're way too hopeful. I know, Nikki said, averting her eyes so that Edie didn't see the trigger of pain in them. I guess I could get a job. There's an opening at the company Blair owns in Cataloo, that mining office. They were advertising for a clerk. You have a degree in geology. Anyway, I heard Mr. Coleman say they had an opening for a field geologist, too. Yes, they do, she replied. Can you really see me going out into the field and working? I'd have to wear masks and carry all sorts of inhalers and medicines. I'd probably still get sick. Either. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. It's okay. Glad you don't think of me as a disabled, but in that sense, I am. My lungs won't let me do a lot of things. I even have trouble sitting in a church next to a woman who thinks wearing a bottle of perfume is the way to attract attention. Never have understood that, Evie said. I have a friend who has migraine headaches constantly. She never sees a connection between the thick perfume she wears and the headaches. She wears a layer of bath powder that's as bad as a perfume. Even started me sneezing in church last week. <laughs> she laughed. I suppose we're all blind to our own faults, Nikki had to 
You go to the other side with Mr. Coleman, then? Nikki said, I guess I am. She didn't add that she was nervous being alone with him, not because she didn't want to be, but he was experienced and she had no way to hide the effect he was starting to have on her. She'd have tried, though, if it would just be too humiliating to have him know that he was the star in the her sky. <laughs> they left early the next morning in the luxury car Blair had rented at the airport. Glanced at Nikki to make sure she had her seatbelt on. He smiled to himself at the picture she made in the soft yellow sundress with the spaghetti straps and long full skirt. She was wearing her beautiful blonde hair down and reached to her waist and back. She was very pretty, very fragile. You know. Got your meds? Yeah, suddenly she grimaced. Yes? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to sound like an overprotective parent. It's okay. She didn't mind if he treated her like a child. Of course, she didn't. She worried her shoulder bag. She worried her shoulder bag in her lap and looked out the window. I'm sorry that I said what I did yesterday, too. He had a point. But I mean it, Nikki. You can't spend your life hiding from the world because of one stupid drunken date. She drew a long breath. I guess not. A man who cares about you won't be rough. You won't try to force it. I know. She didn't know. He wondered just how much experience with men she really had. She told him that she was still a virgin the night he saved her from the overbearing date that had been before she graduated two years ago. She shouldn't be curious. It wasn't his business, but have you ever been intimate with a man? Their fate gasped, told him everything. Steve drunk. Maybe that brooch I gave you was more accurate than I realized. You really are a little hot house orchid, aren't you? He asked her seat. She bit her lower lips. Can look up. I go to church again. A lot of people do. It doesn't mean that you have to live a life of total chastity. He said, Courtney. I don't build things. What men I mean? It hurt. What do you mean? She kept her eyes on the passing scenery. Far in the distance were the blue outlines of the Rockies. Closer, large pole pines grew in clumps across one open pasture. She saw deer leaping through the underbrush and disappeared in Mickey. I haven't ever dated much, she confessed. Boys in my high school teased me just because I went to church at all, she said. One boy propositioned me right in the hallway, and he didn't lower his voice. When I got flustered and blessed, everybody laughed inside of every motion. That must have been awful. It got worse. He thought it was so funny that he posted it on his Facebook page. <laughs> Her eyes closed. She didn't see the expression on My dad found out. He called our attorneys. The post got removed. In fact, the boy had to close down his account. That has a really mean temper. His hand technology. Go for him. Anyway, that was the only really bad thing that happened, so I went out with the football player in college. You dated other guys before him, didn't you? Well, I went to the senior problem with my best friend and her boyfriend in high school. In high school, I danced a lot, but I didn't have an actual date. She was where I got around school. About the Facebook thing. Name? Julie Mackinson. Dad was very protective of me, she said. There was an inspector from the Cattlemen Association who used to come out to the ranch, and I met who did vaccination for us. They both asked me out, but Dad got to them. <laughs> Sheila, he said, the inspector was married, and the vet had a reputation that made him blush. Blair didn't comment. Todd had always been protective of her. He would have felt the same way. She was fragile, beautiful, sweet, the world away from that vicious, cold woman he'd been married to for two years. It's funny, she said suddenly. What is? How I can talk to you about things like this. I can't even talk to either about them. I'm not judgmental, and I'm old, compared to you at least, tidbit. 
He had it with a tender smile. She smiled. You're too good, you're gorgeous to be old Blair, even if you think you are. Look, isn't that a buffalo? She's way too occupied to notice the sudden flush on his high cheekbones. Well, she said no woman in his life had ever talked to him like that. There's the other one. That's a buffalo, all right. I went with Dad to a buffalo ranch one time. They were wearing warning signs everywhere. She had it in the area. They were kept in was a double fence. It was double fence. The owner said that they were a lot more dangerous than people thought they were. He was always cautioning us not to get too close to the fence. They can be dangerous, you mean. But any wild animal can be. And some people, too. She had it. Yes, and some people. It was a long drive to Old Faithful. Once they were inside the park, periodically cars stopped in the middle of the road. In part, while their owners got out and ran to look at one of the park's residents. Once it was a moose, another time a small herd of bighorn sheep, another time it was an antler. Nikki was laughing, the sun shining out of her at the antiques of a couple of small deer falling. The mother and Blair looked down at her radiant face, and every part of his body cleansed. She was unspeakably beautiful. That dress fit in all the right places. It was discreet. On top of her breast showed. Her skin was creamy. Her shoulders were lightly tanned. Her arms softly rounded. He imagined how they might feel. Clinging, climbing around his neck. Aren't they cute? A man uh, about Nikki's age and two's joining her. her. His eyes were eating her up. I used to work in wildlife park, taking care of the abandoned babies. I love animals. So do I. Nikki agreed, but she wasn't responsive. In fact, she moved back against Blair versus security, tucking herself against one right shoulder. He melted inside. His big hand slid around her waist. Pulled her back against him closer than he meant to. Nikki fought to keep her heartbeat steady. Who was she having to be so close to? More on a day trip to see the geyser. Blair told the young man he was pleasant enough, but his eyes made sense. Are you? I'm here with my brother and his wife. We're camping for a few days. We'll have fun. He said one last long glance and smiled at Nikki as he left. Blair's hand rode up her side. It was just under her breast. He could feel her heart pounding. Her breath was whispering. Be careful, we said. Careful, she asked, slightly urged to lean back against him. Coax that big hand, move up just a little, just an inch, just a breath higher. He felt her body aching helplessly. He felt her reacting to him. He was reacting to her too, but he didn't dare let her feel how much. The cars are moving again. We have to go. He let her go at once and got her back to the car. He put her in, got in himself, and drove slowly. I don't like a line of cards. She was still trying to catch her breath. She was blessing her. Sorry, she said anything. It made me nervous. <laughs> You're beautiful, he said to her. You can't expect me not to notice. I didn't flirt with him. That isn't what I meant. He took me back. This is why you stay at home all the time, isn't it, Nikki? He had a men react to you. You don't like it, she grimaced. I feel hunted by every man except the one she wanted. She could have added, but she didn't dare. It was an odd way to put it, but he understood. Glanced at her, she was picking him up. I wouldn't have let him near you. He said, I know that. She swallowed things. He was overly possessive of her. He wanted to punch the boy, just trying to flirt with her. She was years too young, but he wanted her. God, how he wanted her. Hell, he burst out. Her head turned. He said, that's wrong. She yes. no, asked, not a damn thing. There's a turnoff if we ever get to it. He added, noting. A sign in the distance that pointed to Ophelia. Now all we have to do is hope. And we're in time for the next eruption. They're spaced hours apart. We won't be able to wait for it. She knew that. It was a very long drive as it was. It would be dark 
before they got back home to the ranch, pulled into the parking lot, drove around the fine spot near the enormous hotel and gift shop. Ah, I'd still be driving around half an hour from now looking for a parking space, she said. You always hit a great spot. Look, he said. He got up, helped her out, and locked the door. They walked to the spot where the guys were located and read the sign. It was approximate eruption times. The next one was in a half an hour. Nicky looked up at her with a question in her soft eye. He got lost in them. His hands were down with windblown hair. We can get coffee and look to the gift shop while we wait. He said, she's my Sounds great. Thanks. Why haven't you ever been here before? He asked on the way inside. I have, actually. I took a course in anthropology. And college, our class came here, but we didn't get to see the eruption. A minor, a minor in anthropology back in the dark ages, he said with cold humor. A minor in anthropology back in the dark ages, he said with cold humor. She stopped just inside the gift shop and looked up at him. Nicky's slight figure was dwarfed by his height. Top of her head barely came to his nose. He was broad like a wrestler, moved with sensual grace. She remembered with some embarrassment how he looked without his shirts. He wanted so badly to touch him there when he'd been sick and she nursed him. She reached out into his thumb softly over her lips, parting them. Her reaction was arousing. He knew without asking that she was attracted to him. No woman could fake those signs. And they were blatant. His face hard. Couldn't afford to indulge her hunger. She was very young. Just feeling her power as a woman. And she was innocent. Can't take advantage of something she couldn't even help. Worse, those years between them were like a stone wall. He dropped his hand as if her mouth had burned in between. Let's have coffee. He didn't say another word until he was halfway through his coffee. You're brooding again, she accused. He looked up both eyes. We can go back now if you want to. I don't want to make you wait for the eruption of Old Faithful. I imagine you've got things to do. I don't mind waiting. He bite in there as eyes went on face. I've never seen it go off either. Something in the hardness of his face made her foolish. You've been here before, haven't you, Blair? Yes, in the kitchen. It's been my wedding night here. <laughs> She's got her present looking. Oh, darn. I'm sorry. You didn't know. It was my idea to come anyway. Not hers. Not yours. <laughs> That made it worse somehow. He was reliving failed marriage Nikki had known about the connection to Yellowstone. Impulsively, she slid her small hand over. You're always saying that I let a bad experience lock me up in the past. Aren't you doing that too, Blair? She asked quietly. His eyes were troubled. He felt the coldness of her hand. He turned it, locked it with his own. I had great expectations. Did you? She was a beautiful, cultured experience. He said, smiling. She said she loved me. I married her and I brought her here. Around to let her prove it. She waited, just watching him curious. She smiled all the way through the whole time. Her lips said, She enjoyed it. Why should that make you unhappy? He stared at her, gave tatter. She had no clue what he's talking about. He's telling her, Mary, your coffee. We can look around the gift shop until it's time to go. He let go of her hand. She didn't understand why he was so disturbed. People, perhaps it was one of those male things, a broodiness that women didn't understand. Finished her coffee, waited while he paid the check, then followed him out into the huge gift shop. She found a bracelet she loved, rawhide with a small round piece of deer horns attached. They have silver and turquoise, he reminded her, puzzled by her delight, a simple, very inexpensive drink. I like this. It's elemental, isn't it? She added, a piece of life itself. 
She was a constant puzzle to him. Her father was well-to-do, but nowhere near as wealthy as Blair was. She could have picked the most expensive thing in the store, and he'd have bought it for her. She hadn't known that, but she was like a child in her desires. She liked the simple things. He remembered his wife and her dream, the way she searched out the most expensive diamonds she could find in her jewelry shop, begged for them when he was dating her. She found a very expensive set of turquoise jewelry here, in fact, and demanded the Blair buy it for her. He'd been so smitten that day, just after they were married, that he had bought her the entire inventory. Then he'd taken her to bed and all his dreams had died. You're doing it again, she said when they were walking out to the room. Knowing what? He asked abruptly. Rudy! <laughs> Stop the turtle. You don't really like expensive things, do you? Yes, my next one. Well, I'm partial to emeralds and pearls, she said, but my jewelry box is full of them, and I really love this bracelet. She was puzzled. My wife picked up a squash blossom necklace, earrings, and bracelets right here. He said, referring to the highly expensive pieces of Native American jewelry, silver and turquoise, that had been in the display case, probably from a Navajo or just even though it was a Wyoming shop, and had me buy it for her. She searched the black eyes. You loved her very much, didn't you? Yes, you know, yes, at first. I'm so sorry. That it didn't work out for you? He was growling. His hands in his pocket were clenched. He hated the memories, especially how it had been in this hotel with his wife the first night. He hated the humiliation, the crushing blow to his pride, his manhood. Manhood, he hated how it had locked him up inside himself. <sighs> you have no idea, do you, about life? He wondered aloud, his face hardened as he looked down there. There's still in patent leather shoes and frilly little dresses. He's got on Easter eggs in the park. Her eyes went, excuse me? Turn away. He's going off. She followed him to the geyser, adrift. She didn't understand what he was saying, what he meant. He was sad. She wondered why. Then she remembered what he said about his wife. Why did it make him angry that she smiled at him? For heaven's sakes, didn't he want her to enjoy what happened between them on their wedding nights? Men were so odd. She put it to the back of her mind as the wind blew the spray from the geyser into her face, and she laughed like a delighted child. End of chapter 3.